I would like today to explain a important concept that Jim Nachman talks about, which is <clears throat> a simple, in English it's one word, patience. And there was a long, often, Sikhist that he spoke in his lifetime to explain how important and how Yiddishkeit only grows this way with great patience. So in this week's Sedra, we just read, Esav was called Esav. Why was he called Esav? So Rashi brings down, when he was born, he looked like he's totally made. He had hair over his body. He had teeth in his mouth already. The only thing he had to grow up, grow. I mean, he didn't come out a six-footer. Came out a small baby, but, uh, but in other words, he was, uh, he had to, uh, <clears throat> he had to, what's his name, grow up. And why is this? that it's sort of, the Torah presents Esau, who was born this way, shows that's not the right thing, it's not good. Esau was a Russia, and sort of weeks, not growing up so quickly, sort of taking time to grow, that's sort of the Kedusha. See, we find that, we find this concept in many, many different ways. And the very simple thing is, <clears throat> We find emotional. The Torah was given after 26 generations. Now, Hashem could have given the Torah immediately. Why did Hashem wait till 26 generations later, gave the Torah, and he could have, like, sort of given the Torah right away? The Gemara says that the world stood for 26 generations with chesed. You know that in Kiloilim Chazdoi, when you say Shabbos, the chapter, it says 26 Kiloilim Chazdoi. You know that. You know, Shabbos in the morning prayer, we say the Kiloilim Chazdoi, it's 26 times Kiloilim Chazdoi. Why is it 26? Because it took 26 generations to the Torah was given. So the Gemara says, 26 generations will lived on the chesed of Hashem. The world, the world existed with the kindness of Hashem. And after 26 generations, the Rishbun Hashem gave us the Torah. Now, our life comes from the Torah. That means before that, it was kuloi chesed, totally chesed. And afterwards, now we're on our own. We have the Torah. We have to do to explain it in a simple way. A child, when he grows up, lives on chesed. Can't expect the child to go to work. The child from day one till he becomes an adult lives on chesed. He's been taken care of. People show him love and affection. We, do, we, give, we, we dress them. We clothe them. We feed them. We worry about them. Anyone who raises children knows how these things go. Now, after a certain age, you got to take care of your life. And if it doesn't, it's a disaster. An adult who wants to be taken care of all the time is a disaster. An adult is a person, finally, he takes charge of his own life. It's my responsibility now. It's my responsibility what I'm doing, where I'm sleeping, where I'm eating, who's taking care of me. Till then, it was the parents. So you see that the child, the 31st gave, creation was chesed, we live on chesed, and then we, after we have this chesed, which shower onto us, we have to take charge, and we have to take care of ourselves, and then, and how we say, then show chesed on our own children. So it's someone else's turn now to be, we should take care of and show kindness. Same idea was when the Torah was given. The first 26 generations, the world stood on chesed. And then the Rabbi Shlomo says, now you can be on your own. Sort of your life, your responsibility is now the Torah. In Kabbalah, it's a very deep thing why this has to be. You can imagine. And it's connected to the same reason 
why Eretz Canaan had to be ruled by the seven nations, Eretz Achit Prizi, seven nations, and then the Yisrael came in. Why couldn't Kali Avrom Vini right away come in and chase everyone out? No, 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 nobody should have to have to be there for us. They were there for many generations, and now, uh, finally, at the right time, we'll chase them out. So everything has its time and its place. Understand? Like, you can't jump things. Can't, and it's very important because person needs continuously to grow, but know that this is the stage of my life. This is what I'm doing. You can't run. You can't jump. You got to do what's, you know, right, right now the situation. That's what a person has to tie himself to the, to the chesed of Hashem. Rabbi Nachman says, when a person, as he grows in life, feels all of a sudden totally abandoned. You know, all of a sudden you feel like, you know, we all have that feeling from time to time. You have to remember that the Rebbein Shalom Chesed is boundless. And he says a very profound thing, he says, that the main Chesed that the Rebbein Shalom gave from Oitzer Matnas Chunam, there's an Oitzer, Oitzer means a treasure of Matnas Chunam, that treasure, Matnas Chunam, that Tzadikim really nourish. It's not made for a show. Through the tzaddikim, they nourish, they give it out to the world. It's not that it comes there. Through there out, the tzinor, the pipe, through them it comes out. And, and a, a person is makashim himself to tzaddikim, he could nourish from that chesed, sort of to say. But what it is important to know that life has its cycle. You know, there is, there's time where a child has to grow up. You can't become... You know, children, anyone who raises children or grandchildren knows they love to get into the parents' shoes. They like to act like an adult. But the reality, you all know, they, we can't let them be an adult. The children have no supervision. It's amazing. Children are now supervision, no loving parents. Another thing, they turn out not to be healthy people, members of a society. You have to, you literally have to grow, do the right thing. This is a... So, so coming back, this is why patience is so important in life. That the patience is to wait and to see that what's going to happen is incredibly important. You know, Rav Nachman says another a very, very, very powerful thing. You know, I want to relate a famous story where Rav Nachman said, and that story will help us understand how uh, we all can have a tikkun. You know, it's a long story, and I just want to focus on one part. It's the famous story of the seven bettlers. I say bettler in English, the seven beggars. And the first story over there, where they're asking each other, who has the greatest memory? So one says, he's got a memory. You know what my memory is? I remember when the fruit was cut off the tree. Second says, you know what my memory is? I remember when the, there was a light. And one, one says, they go back and back to the memories. And, and the, the memories really were that the first one remember when he came out of his mother's wound, when they cut the biblical cord. He remembered that. There is a Yishalma that says such a thing. There's a Yishalma. Rav said, he, when I was a teenager, I saw a lady. I said, you are the lady who was my midwife. I remember you as being my midwife. So one said, he remembered that. One said, he also remembers when it was his mother's wound. When the light was there. The mother Yishalma says, Shmuel said, I remember being in my mother's wound. And there's a madrish. But Eve said the same thing. Eve said, I remember being in the, I remember the Yarche Kedem. When I was in my mother's womb, that was the most peaceful time in my life. And there was Tzaddikim who were able to go back and back in the memory. See, memory has to do with time. It means when you tell a person he's got memory, it's because the time didn't make a difference. When we forget, forgetfulness comes because there's a lapse of time. You told it to me yesterday. Today is today. I don't remember what you told me. 
I read it yesterday. If you would have asked me five minutes later, I could have remembered. You want to ask me five, a, a day later or five days later, memory has to do with the time. As, as living under right where the auspices of time, being in a time zone, that's where forgetfulness comes in memory. Tzaddikim remembered everything because they were not under the time zone. The tzaddikim were the malam and azman. When a person is above time, time has no relative to him. He remembers everything. Now there are, you know, there were great, great tzaddikim who remembered everything. Now I once spoke about this, and someone told me in the secular world there are people who have incredible memories. It's documented. It's true. There's, I'm sure there are people who are brilliant and geniuses and have great memories. But that we're talking about memory that comes from Kedusha, from being holiness. The memory that comes from being Kedusha, that is after a person wiped away all... I asked the person, how back to do... Someone once told me there's a woman someplace that could tell you every day of her life what happened. What happened. She remembers every date and everything. And I asked her how, find out for me how back her memory goes. She told me she remembers everything from 11 or 12 years old. She says, when Nachman's bringing the Shalma, Rav remembered when he came out of his mother's wound. That's a different type. That comes from being incredible. Holy thank you. But that comes, so time, I want to explain some time, make, has to do with memory. Because you live in the time, we are in the time zone. So there's a yesterday and there's a tomorrow. And it was 10 years ago, and I remember so well what happened. When people, Siddiquim, who elevated themselves above time, forgetfulness had nothing to do because they were above time. It's very hard for us to understand, but that's really what it is. Nishkachti kimes milev. Death makes forgetfulness because what happened is time is death because we are every day. One day closer to death. I know it sounds terrible, but that's the reality. Not only us, everyone on this globe is one day closer to their death. He might be 100 years from now, another guy might be 40 years from now, another guy might be 10 years from now, another guy might be 10 days from now, but we all are going full speed to, to death. It's very frightening. And we don't like to think about it. We like to think that we can live forever. That's the natural thing. But the reality is that time is connected to death. You are living in a time zone, and this time is limited. Our time is limited. And every day we're getting closer to our end. That's, that's why we got to grab life and take advantage of it. Because one day we're going to look back and we're going to say, Oh, you are the right doing. I could have done a better job. Grab more. And that's what we, you know, this shouldn't repress a person, should a person should say to themselves, I got to do the right thing today. Now tomorrow, not daydream about when and this is gonna happen. Today's a day, I'm living today, let me do the best that I can. Very, very important. Yeah. Very important. So so what but but uh, this is Nachman explained it, Nosan explained the Kitalochas. What this means is that the more you elevate yourself, you elevate yourself above his man. Even though we're living in a time zone, but you connect it to, to the power of above his man, that helps a person have a better memory, that helps a person to, to be focused. See, when you're in the time zone, you're like zombie a little bit. But if you pick yourself up, you are above. To, to explain this, I always explain this in the mushroom. I would like to explain this with a marshal. That imagine the Martians are coming. From Mars, as they're traveling to Earth, they realize that the Earthlings only live 70, 80, some are very lucky, 90, some are extremely lucky, 100, but those are very frail. But the most potent life of the world is very time zone. In Mars, their lifespan is 10,000 years. So when they're traveling down to Earth, they think to themselves, probably Earthlings uh, don't waste a minute of time. No one's going to want to talk to us. 
Did a waste we lived 10,000 years and we could go to visit the earth and we could waste our time and smoke a cigarette and put the, kick our shoes off. You know, but 70 years, this is, this is. And when they land here, they say, it looks like they live a thousand years, these people, or 10,000 years, or 100,000 years. See, we're, when we're living in the time right now, we forget, we, we, we sort of, that we are limited here. That's the greatest forgetfulness that one day we will not be here. We'll exit. And we don't want to face that. The more a person faces it, the better he lives. Because you know, I am limited. My sources are limited. My life is limited. What do I want to do? You know, we don't know our last day, but at least I could say, I did my best. You know, I've seen this on, on Fridge. I don't know who wrote it, but live, how does it go? Live every day like it would be your last. You know, one of these mottos. It is a true thing. If a person would know he only has today, this is his last day, you would do everything. Look, this might be the last matter, my last omen. I want to make it a great day. Someone told me, It makes sense, but she said to me that it comes from a secular word, but I said it has to do with practicality. Someone convinced her that she should tell herself that in two years she's going to get married and not, you know, decide that way. And it did work for her, and she got married. The reason is very simple. The person puts into the mind, I am going to, uh, this is my limit. I must have it taken care of there. You'll work on it. Even though woman claimed there is no date out there and there's none. But if you a person, if a person, if a person you focus on it, it's gotta get done. It's gotta get done. I'm sure we all have jobs. We had to be done. There's a dateline. And I have heard from people when they have jobs dateline, they didn't leave the office, they slept in the office. And you know, and until it had to be done, and so on and so forth. You know, I'm sure the people who run the Black Friday business did not see from Thursday night to who knows when. To, you know, the managers of the stores. You know, you know, this is sometimes there's a dateline, so a person would know his time is limited. He would do much more. He'll be much more focused. So. The fact that we're not, because we're living under the time. The person has to elevate themselves and say, look down. This is who I am. How much time do I have? That's why, again, time is considered connected to death. That's why, nishkachti, I forget kimes. Forgetfulness has to do with, with sort of getting old in the time zone. And memory is fresh when I live now. This is my day, this is my life. I have it now. So this is extremely important. And at the same time, no, things take time. A child cannot grow up at once. We cannot, you know, today decide, I need to do something, it's gonna happen today. You know, if a guy wants to get married today, he can't decide. But I have convinced people, and I used to tell them, <clears throat> and it helped because they all got married, to tell them, if I would give you $10 million, do you think you could find a wife? And they found wives without $10 million. Because, you know, you tell a person, you know, $10 million, I give you six weeks, he'll find one. But a hook and crook, he'll find one. He'll, he's going to do everything. You know, but if you don't get $10 million, then uh, let me take a look. And let me, it's not just getting married. It has to do everything in life. If you if you focus, you want it, it could be done. You just don't want it enough. But if you want it enough, it could be done. But the main thing is also to tell yourself it takes time. There's two things. It's got to be done, but you have to be patient. And not all, everything can be done. Esau was created at once. See, the power of, uh, of Kedusha is we need Tikkun. Why did Hashem 
create us without a bris. The first thing Hashem teaches us and every one of it, you got to make a bris. We were born in perfection. And it's the right word, imperfect. In an imperfect way. We have to perfect ourselves. So we have to make a bris. We have to work on kindness. We have to work on Yerushimayim. We have to work to be nice, to be patient, and to daven, and to learn, and not to be, not to, you know, to control our urges and our desires. We, this is what we are here for. And, you know, there's no two people alike. No two people have the same experience. No one could judge you but Hashem. Because no one knows what you're going through but Hashem. Probably just, I, I lately came to the conclusion, I don't think the people themselves know what they're going through. They themselves don't realize sometimes what they're going through. What, you, what Hashem wants from everyone, to do your best. You can't ask a child to do better than a child. And you can't ask someone who, who is limited in, in, in resources, or is limited in intelligence, or limited in, in energy, to do what another person has 10 times the amount of energy and 10 times the amount of mental resource. It's you can't expect. We, Hashem expects from us to do our best. That's what he wants from us. And so what we have to do is, is connect to Hashem. Really, Nachman says, connect to the tzaddikim and ele elevate yourself and look down. How can I make now this day a better day? See, Esau did not want the, the, the idea of Esau, I'm a finished product. I don't have to work on myself. See, if a person does not work on themselves, he lets his raw be raw the way he is, he will be an Esau. Because we all have crazy desires. We have meanness in ourselves. There's an Esau in every one of us. The reason we don't have it, because we control it. Doesn't mean that sometimes men don't have these crazy fantasies. Of course they have it. But they control it. Women also have to control their moods and their, their things. But we have to control ourselves and we have to control that. I have to control my urges and my needs, my emotions, my desires, my neediness in order to make things work. If a person would just let himself go raw, the rawness of life that he lets him go is a disaster. That's why I, I told someone the other day, tells me, you know, I walk around unhappy. He says, we all walk around unhappy. The difference is we have to decide to be happy. The default of, of feelings, of your mood, is not happy. Therapists could only make help you not to be depressed. They can't make you happy. And the pill also doesn't make you. People take medication. I was told it only makes them not to feel the depression. Happiness, you decide to be happy. You decide, this is, has to be done. I have to daven every day, I have to learn every day, I have to push myself. It's you, your life. See, we are down here in this man. And we are limited. You gotta tell yourself, your time is limited here. It is frightening, but it is, it is the truth. So when the day comes to an end today, remember, we are one day closer to death. You know, I always had, when we don't see this in the morning, I tell people, I have this hourglass, it's called, and I, the sand is coming down. And, you know, it depends what age. And Hashem, you know, if we could see that, I guarantee, when we could see that hourglass every day, I guarantee we would rush our kishkas to do the right thing. We think that nothing will fall down. We have another thousand years. Maybe tomorrow the sand is going to stop turning. Truthful is, every day we are closer. So what, I should, what we want is just to do the right thing and be closer to Hashem. That's why meditation is so important. Because that reminds you of Hashem. It reminds you that there is a Rebbein Shlem in the world. That's incredible, the meditation. Now, 
I want to say something. I'll start this week and I'll explain it a lot better next week with the Sedra. The end of this week's Pasha is incredible. Yaakov Avini gets the blessing from his father. And he gives him this blessing that Esau was going to kill him for that. I'm going to murder my brother. That's what he said. We wait, my father dies, and I'm going to. And you see, he came later with 400 troops. He was going to kill Yaakov. No, no ifs, ands, and buts. Yaakov knew that his brother catches up with him. He is in major trouble. Major, major trouble he is. And, but Yaakov got the work from Yitzchak. Then Rivka tells Yaakov, go to my brother, Lavan, and marry, get married there. Find yourself a wife there. Yitzchak gives him another brocha, and the Pusik says another brocha. He got four blessings this week's Pasha. Till this week's Pasha, it doesn't seem Yaakov had a hard life. He was like growing up in home, even though he wasn't younger anymore. But it seems like he was growing up. And not, nothing the Torah relates sounds. So all of a sudden, from the brachas on, boy, is he having tzodas. First thing after the blessing is, I gotta run for my life. We would expect you get a bracha, you should hit the jackpot. Everyone has a different jackpot. This guy one needs this, this guy needs money, this guy needs a shidduch, this guy needs health. I mean, you know what happens when he gets the bracha? Run! His father tells him, Yaakov, run! Brachrochu, run! And finally, he does run. He comes to his father-in-law, and his father-in-law takes advantage of him. He realizes his nephew is in an invulnerable situation. And according to the madness, she told Lovan what the truth is. They did tell him. He needed his protection. So Lovan just took advantage of him. Ah, you need my protection. It was a mafia guy. You need my protection. You know what? If you work seven years, and you need a shidduch, seven years, I'll give you my daughter. I don't think anyone worked for seven years to get a wife, ever, or maybe... Maybe certain cultures uh, a thousand years ago. Seven years? You know what, seven, think back seven years ago. Seven years, you're working day, and not, you're not sitting at the computer. Hard labor, taking care of the sheep. Seven years. After the seven years, he gets up in the morning, Yaakov, and he's got married, this big marriage. You know, he finds it's not his wife. It's not the lady that he, he longed and desired and wanted so badly, even though it wasn't Gashmi, it's a spiritual that he wanted her, but it's not. Do you know how humiliating this is? I always tell people, because you read the past, it sounds so romantic, and it was sister, and they married the sister. And it is humiliating. I mean, Madhya says he got up in the morning, he was furious. And what happened to the bracha? Hashem gave him, you know what's, what's even more interesting? Hashem tells Yaakovini this week's Pasha, Hinei imoch. I am with you. I'll watch you. You know, what happened? Someone fell asleep over here? We, were, we expect... When Hashem says to us, everything should go smooth. Nothing should go wrong. The children should behave. You know, the table should be clean. They should be so, say please, and they should say thank you. <laughs> I should walk out of the room and find my shidduch. You know, imagine, just try to close your eyes and imagine. The, you hear the words of the Creator, and He tells you, Hinei and behold, I am with you, you're not alone. Ishmartich, I watch you. And there's no question, 
we would think everything should work. Gewaldig. You know, it's, that's what it told you. You know, I, I, I explained this week's Pasha in a very simple, in a simple motion. <clears throat> and I tell people, <clears throat> imagine a guy doesn't feel well. He goes to this big specialist, takes all types of tests, blood tests, scans, and who knows, names that I can't repeat, all list of tests. And they finally have a meeting, the doctor locks the door, sits him down, sits down, he has the test in front of him, and he said, Mike, I want to tell you something. Don't worry about anything. I'll take care of you greatly. Don't worry, I'll take care of you. Mike's kishkas fall out. I thought you were going to tell me you found everything negative. It's just nothing. You're going to take care of me? Wow, am I in for trouble now. Who knows what illnesses I have? The doctor says he's going to take care of me. When a doctor says he's got to take care of you, you're in trouble. The doctor says everything is negative, everything is fine. Go to Chaim. That's, that's the good news. Shem tells Yaakov, you didn't tell this to my father. You didn't tell this to my grandfather. You're only telling it to me. Boy, do I have a bad trip. Whoa, 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 whoa. Boy, I have to be watched. But when the truth is, that is the noich imach. See, things must happen in life. For every one of us, there is no such a thing a life without pain. It never existed, it will never exist till Mashiach comes doesn't exist. We all have disappointments, pains, emotional pain, physical pain. You know, who knows what you name it. The trick is to know, I'm there with you. So Yaakov Mini had to go through the seven pains that Rizal has a whole explanation Monday, maybe I'll explain it to make it easier to understand, but exactly why each pain Yaakov had to have. It's exactly why there's a reason for each one. But what did Hashem tell him? So what, what did Hashem tell Yaakov? He told him, I'll watch you. So what, what did he want to tell it to him? He wanted to tell him that your, your emotions of pain will be much easier if you tell yourself, That's what Hashem wanted to tell him. Pain is going to be pain. That Yaakov had to go through these seven things, had to happen. But Hashem said to him, you know, going through such horrific things is just horrifying. It's just unbelievable horrifying, each one of them. You wake up in the morning, it's not your wife, and then your uncle says, you really want her? Another seven years. You know what, I'll be nice to you. You marry next week, but you got to work another seven years. A Yaakovin had to accept it. Not sure why, but I imagine he felt so vulnerable. You know, hey, my brother wants to kill me. I'm, I'm getting the protective of the mafia, Novin the mafiosa, and you know, I better just uh, work another seven years. So, how do you think? What do you think Yaakov thought about it, though? This is what exactly what Hashem wants from me. See, when you know that you're doing the right thing, it's great. The hardest thing in life is, am I doing the right thing? Am I not doing the right thing? Well, you know, this is Bashet, and this is what I have to do. It's part of life. You know, to make it simple, we all know part of life is to use the facility. No one gets angry and part of life. It's accepted. We, guy says, I have to sleep so much hours. It's part of life. You got to sleep. You got to eat. So too, that once a person realizes the words, I am with you, I'm going to watch you, means our life is going to have her difficulties. The greatest proof is, look, Yaakov, who was the holiest of the others. And Hashem promised I'll watch you. The watching means you're not alone. I'm with you. And if we could take this into ourselves, our life will become so, so sweet. 
But we learn from this even more deeper that if Yaakov Avini had to be so aggravated, you know, I don't think anyone is going to be tested this way as Yaakov. You know, you're not going to wake up in the morning and not find it's your wife. And you're not going to have to work seven years. No one's going to cheat her a hundred times. No one's coming with an army of 400 men to kill you, to single you out. And we don't have Hashem. But Yaakov Avinu had this incredible test. He passed the test only by knowing so Yaakov Vini had to know how to do everything what's right. <laughs> See, I, I wanna I wanna explain something. I'll try I wanna try to explain this and in, in, in in see this Nelson speaks a lot about it, but I wanna make it in a very simple way. So, if Hashem tells Yankov, if that was going to wipe out all the pain, why do you need the pain for? Let's take Mechidas Yosef. Okay? Yosef disappears. Yaakov was devastated on that. He was devastated, Chazal say. This was one of his greatest pain. He had other great pains, but this was just unbelievable painful for him. So what, what did Hashem, when he told him, what, what should have Yaakov done? To know that I'm going through horrible pain, I'm not 100% sure why, but it's by shared and I'm with you. That, what it was meant to say. It didn't mean to say, now you could smoke a cigarette. Yeah, your son is missing, disappeared. A lion ate him up, eh, smoke a cigarette, keep, be cool. No, that's not the rest. Can't be cool. It's my son. To know but what you're going through, Hashem is with you. That was, that was in the, in the, the learns, in the Sepana learn, this blessing, was told to every Jew. Every one of us has this promise. So whatever happens to us in life, tell yourself, well, there's going to be hardships. I hope, I wish, I wish, I wish I could say from now on everything's smooth sailing, but well, let's be realistic. Life is never smooth sailing. But whenever, the, the, what did Hashem want for Yaakov? Bring the moon into your heart. You're going through the tough time, Yosef disappears, Dina gets raped. And uh, your uncle cheats you a hundred times. Esau is coming. Bring faith. Remember the words. No, no. They heard it. It was a novi. It was nevuah. Better than a chalom. It was a chalom with nevuah. If I would have heard those words, I would have danced some joy. See? You tell a guy, you know, many people think, if only I win the lottery, then all my problems are. We do know winning the lottery is, a, your problem is going to start. New, different type of problems. But if you, a guy tells you, Hashem is with you all the time, well, that's more than anything you could, this is more than you can wish. So the test in life is to live this life, to live that Hashem is with you. And it's very challenging because you know why? You gotta do what you gotta do. You know what I told someone many years ago who's in trouble? So he says, Yaz Betochen. I says, Hashem told Yaakov, Yaakov didn't turn around and go back home. He kept running. Why are you running? Imagine Hashem tells you, You know, I grew up in. Uh, in Williamsburg, and we used to say, put up, put up your dudes, let's fight. Yeah? Hashem is with me, I go home. Let's say, hey, so what could you do? No, Yaakov understood, no, 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 no. But I have to do what the normal thing is. I must, I must uh, continue running. And I have to do all my ishtadlis in a normal way. 
I just can't lay down and say things are going to happen. Means I'm going to be in every situation that you are, I'm there with you. It's very powerful if you could repeat this in your head all the time, telling you your life is going to be much more peaceful. Because you know what happens? We understand there that everything is bashed. It's bashed. It's meant to be. So Yaakov needed these seven pain, enormous pain that he had, seven of them. What did you say? What was Chazal say, Tzoros Esav, I to learn from Esav, Tzoros Lovan, Tzoros Dina, Tzoros Yosef, Tzoros Shimon, Tzoros Binyomen, and I think Rachel. Rachel died on him. I think that's the seven. I'll look it up again. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, and each one of them is a major blow. You know what I mean? Your only daughter being raped by a manuvel? I mean, it's just frightening. Each one was an incredible test. And, and a, a gang of 400 gangsters are coming against you. You know, the friends of Asa were not skinny people. They were, uh, you see them ride the motorcycles, I forgot how they're called, uh, you know, in, from the gang. You know what I mean? They, they were gonna come not to have a tea, a tea party. They were gonna come to, yes. Yitzchak was tied up. See, let, let, me, let me explain what he's asking. You know, Yitzchak had a big test. Yitzchak had an enormous test. Avram had many tests. But many of those tests were told to them by Hashem. I'm not, we don't, we, it's hard for us to understand it, but it's a different type of a test when Hashem tells you, leave I want you to leave your hometown. Hashem says, go and take your son for karma, for sacrifice. It's a different type of a test where you are living a daily life and one guy comes and wants to kill you. Another guy wants to cheat you out of your wife, takes advantage of you, tries to take away your sheep. Then, then your daughter gets raped and your son disappears. It's all each, it's not a test like Hashem tells Tells them, you know, this week your daughter's going to be raped. You know, there's nothing you can do. You have to get the child out of there. But maybe if you're ahead of time, maybe it wouldn't be so painful. It's painful, but it's still the the, the life pain is we have no idea what's going to happen. We have zero idea what today is going to bring. Any other question? Yes. Then he says, And then he says, when Yitzchak, uh, Rivka says to tell Yaakov to go, he gave him another two blessings. Take a look, you see, twice it mentions the word blessing there. See, because the greatest blessing is that you could tolerate the challenges of life. That's the blessing. Of course, the blessing of the Shabbat gave to Yaakov Mashiach, but the blessings of life, the Shabbat Shalom telling him, see, Many people, let me, let, me, let, me, let me explain something, and I'll try to explain it in a different way you understand the depths of this. You know, <clears throat> I said last week in the Pasha, I said, it says 
that when Avram told Eliezer and Avram, go get a wife for, for Yitzchak. And it makes him swear. And a whole, a whole issue. Chavmeldis says, where was Yitzchak? Why didn't you talk to your son? My dear son, do not marry any of the Manish Canaan. We'll send someone to get your wife. He doesn't mention Yitzchak. It looks like, if you read the Pasha, it looks like Yitzchak is a small child. He wasn't, he was 37 years old. Medrash says, Yitzchak was in Gnei Matachta. Why was he in Gnei Matachta? Because when, he, when the Akedah was, Avram cut a little bit of his throat. He gave a small cut. And Elvi's dung came out. So the Chazal say. So that, he needed rehab. So he went to have uh, stitched up. So I asked, how long does it take to get healed? Three years? Three years it takes to get healed? It doesn't take three years. Yeah, but there was another aspect to it. He was traumatized. Man, even though he wanted to do it, but it's trauma. The point to this is that it's trauma. This week's Pasha says, when Yitzchak realized who Esau was, it terrified him. But he says, what does Admiyoid mean? It didn't come close to the terror that he felt by the Akedah. This was a lot worse. Because he felt so deceived, so unbelievably deceived, took an advantage. His son lied. He realized who Asa was all his life. He's a liar. It's one of the most painful things. <clears throat> I know of a story where a lady deceived her husband. You know, he was he's wealthy, and for two years he siphoned money out of his account. So she put money away. And, and she was really having an affair, but she acted so sweet and kind to him. He had no clue. Zero clue. She went out of his way to be sweet and kind to him. Then one day, he comes home, she packed the bags, and she's gone. He's wealthy, hired private detective, and broke into her, you know, hacked her account. Turned out, he realized for two years she was skimming money. I mean, he's fighting in court. I think he got the money back. You know, he, but he, someone told me, it wasn't, he's very wealthy, it wasn't the $50,000. It's the worst, he was deceived. He was sick to his bones. Not that she took so much money. The way that she acted so nice, and that means the whole two years when she was super nice and so that it was just a fake. That he just can't get over this. That's what Yitzchak, Yitzchak felt so deceived that the Asa put up such an act. This frightened him. So when Hashem tells Yaakov, what does that mean? Yaakov should never be nervous now. When the story of Dina, he should just, oh, yeah, can you get me a cup of coffee? Nothing, you know, oh, sure. He, he, well, what do I do? You gotta know what you do. You gotta, you know, Pusik says, Yaakov was furious. But what, is, what did Hashem want by telling him this? Bring the faith into the, into the drama. It's a drama. You cannot fake it. It's, it's, it's a horrible thing happening. Yosef disappears. But what does Hashem want? Bring faith into yourself. Let the faith, you know, settle into your heart, into yourself. Yeah, not just this into your in intellect and know this is meant to be. See, if we would hear Hashem's voice saying to you, next week Sunday you're gonna have a pain. And he tells you exactly what the pain is going to be. That'd be so easy to accept. Ah! Oh, Hashem said last week, <laughs> this is it. You know, the dentist tells you, next week we're extracting a teeth. You think about it a lot of times, and you think maybe you had one subtractive, you know, you're not nervous, you don't lose sleep. I mean, he's going to extract it, you know, it's going to give you a needle, it's going to hurt, and, you know. But this is what he said, he described it for me, it's not so painful. So Hashem doesn't tell us ahead of time. Hashem could have told Yaakov, I want to tell you the seven things are going to happen to you. Don't worry, Yosef is not lost. He's <laughs> not lost. You know, when I was young, I want to read books. I would go to the end of the book, find out what's the end of the story. 
uh, how, how what the drama turns out. You know what I mean? I couldn't wait to, to see the, what's, what's happening. When I was a young, young, young boy, I used to do this. You know, if, if Hashem was going to tell Yaakov, Yosef is not lost. It's, it's okay. He's king of Egypt. Not, that's not what Hashem wanted him. That's not what Hashem, all Hashem wanted. Have faith in me. I'll take care of you. It's very, very powerful. Any other question? See, what, what we're saying here, a very important thing. We, we all have a, like a fantasy that if this is going to happen, then everything turns out good. If I only win the lottery, and if only this would happen, or if this would happen, then everything would be okay. There's no such a thing. Look, that Hashem wanted Yaakov to have a great life. He could have, why did he give the seven? These seven things had to happen to Yaakov. That's the, prescri the prescription you say? That's the script. That's the script of his life. What Hashem said to him, I'll watch you. You're not alone. So the script is there. He didn't tell Yaakov, read the script, the end of the story. You see, Yosef didn't disappear. And Dina, it's a terrible story, but Api Kabbalah, there's very deep reasons for it. And you know, no, 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 Yaakov was in the dark. He had to give himself chizik. That's what we have to do. Every day, give yourself chizik. I hope I made myself clear. Okay.